Um, before I address my question to you, I have a couple comments. Twyla, I'll start with you. Congratulations. You achieved what you set out to do. You came into this game saying you would do whatever it took to get to the final two, and that you did. You were a deceptive, lying bitch throughout this game. You never treated me with an ounce of respect. You didn't even speak to me like I deserved your breath. I might envy your position in the final two, but I do not envy your life. Now, with that being said, I do think you played a good game, and you were outright about it. Chris, you on the other hand, you shocked me. You shocked me. Whereas I knew Twyla was going to be a deceptive lying bitch, I did not know that you were a deceptive lying bitch too. You pretended to be my friend. I mean, you stabbed me in the back with the Julie thing, and then you stabbed me in the back again and rubbed salt in the wound. Unnecessary. Blatant lies. My request tonight from the two of you is I would like an apology. Twyla, you first. Welcome to another episode of the Bitter Jurors Podcast. I'm Sam Stanish, uh, and here, as always, with me is my wonderful co-host, Derek Reining. Hey, y'all. Uh, we're here to talk, is this, uh, this is week four, Elimination 5 of Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. Uh, and this week we have a wonderful guest who we've both been friends with through online <laughs> for mm-hmm. uh, a couple years now. She's an incredible artist. Uh, I have a secret unlockable history through support conversations that you can find out about uh, with her. Uh, and she, yes, she does great <laughs> art of Survivor contestants and Lost uh, characters. And athletes. Uh, oh, and athletes. Let's bring her in. Uh, Sammy Kappa is here. Hi! So exciting. It's very exciting. Yes, we cannot cannot, um, oversell how great Sammy is as an artist. I just needed to put this out there first. Like, I just, yeah, yeah. her work is amazing. You should definitely commission stuff from her and, like, give her money for being awesome at making good art. I think I found out about her through Tumblr. when she was going through Vanuatu, probably between like two seasons, um, or maybe early, maybe All Stars, I forget. But it's just yeah. incredible, incredible portraits. Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much. That was like how I like at first how I justified getting into Survivor was like, all right, if I'm gonna watch this season, I'm gonna draw everybody, <laughs> and then I just stopped doing that and just started watching all the seasons. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, I don't really feel like stopping this binge, so I'm just going to keep going. There you go. Keep watching. Next episode, before <laughs> I do the drawing. Yeah. But what I was implying before is that I'm also very good friends with someone who you knew in high school, uh, and I, <laughs> I lived with him for a whole year, but I knew him in college, and it's actually his birthday today. Uh, yeah. Your yeah. friend and mine, Andrew Moore, who does not watch Survivor. <laughs> Happy no, birthday. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. Yeah, Ooh, that's true. Andrew's such a feminist. <laughs> yeah, we love that for him. Really? Yes. Sammy, how have you been feeling about Winners at War so far? Um, I've been really, really enjoying this season. Um, it's been just really cool to see everybody back, even if like, I don't know. It's been hard, but it's been very fun. <laughs> So double edge, like people you love, yeah, doing poorly. 
and on the bottom <laughs> and that sort of thing. But it's been a great, like the season so far as a whole has been really fun to watch, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Agreed for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's still, and I know that people say this every time they talk about the season, but it really is hard to believe that it's actually happening, even though we are a month into it now. <laughs> I just, I'm watching the Tribal Council this week, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, like, Sophie is here, like, on the season. This is, inc- <laughs> this is crazy. Right. Uh, and you just watch oh, her no. talk to Kim and Tyson, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really great. Um. So do you want to dive into this episode? Let's go. Like I Adam mean, jumping off of a plank? <laughs> Impl- oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, let's see. I guess we start well, with... Wait, let's, you- I mean, let's, I, I, let's just, I think I want to start just asking Sammy how she feels about Tyson and mm-hmm. how she felt about him going in. Um, is this a hard loss for you? <laughs> It is a hard loss for me. I am a big old Tyson fan. I know y'all aren't like super, super <laughs> into him, but like, I'm like, that's okay. I'll be the Tyson one. <laughs> yeah, we should get Lita in here Very so you guys good. can have a Tyson oh, love fest. Yeah. Tyson talk. Yeah. I enjoy him a lot. I think he's very funny personally. Um, and it was like, it was rough because like, I feel like it was so, um, what's the word? Um, like laid out that it was going to be him going, and it was like, oh, I see you trying, buddy, but I just know it's not going to work out for you. It is a tough loss for me. Right. Yeah. And I I like Tyson more than another person on this panel. Um, <laughs> look, it, I, my feelings are becoming increasingly complicated. I don't know. I feel like maybe I was in a bad headspace when I watched Blood versus Water. I don't know. <laughs> Um, and now he was really funny with this having episode. to talk about it in person. It, people talking <laughs> to you online, you're like, oh, actually, right. Um, but yeah, he was really funny this episode. He had that funny line about unintentionally funny, but still funny line about firewood at the end, like. Oh yeah. It, like that little line at the end when he was like, "Oh, it's gonna be all aloha over there with the pina coladas," made me think back to like. Token jeans Tyson almost, but he's like, get like my man tiara and like jewels on my pretty fingers. I was like, oh, that's what Tyson I know. Right. Yeah. He was worried about. So. Yeah, I think I just in general like men more when they don't win. <laughs> like then I can enjoy them. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. It's kind of like um Valentina on All Stars. <laughs> like her first season, it wasn't very fun watching her be a front runner, but it's way more fun watching her be a kooky character on the show in yeah. All Stars. I literally just rewatched season nine too, going in with the mindset that, oh, Valentina's a kook. And then watching it that way, it's like, oh, she's great. It makes so much more sense now. Um, my friend Joe is is a Valentina stan, and I he I was I didn't have the words to say like why I liked her so much more the second time, but that makes a lot of sense, and it makes a lot of sense with Survivor contestants too, where like people like Jeremy, uh, I like I, Jeremy's so funny this season, but yeah. like the season he wins is like he's like they just like love to like pull people back when they like do well. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel like that too. That they just suck all the fun out of them and just like they must be this master strategist who's in control of everything. You can't enjoy them as a character. Right. Let's talk about someone who's not like that at all. Uh, Michelle Fitzgerald. (laughs) Oh, Michelle Fitzgerald. (laughs) I was going to talk about Adam. uh, The first scene of this episode is them coming back after the giant explosion of last episode. Uh, 
Adam has a confessional about how he just did everything he's not supposed to do in Survivor, <laughs> and he thought he could pull it off, and he's the, the hubris of that. The hubris! <laughs> yeah, he must be a bitter Judy. He heard us talking about how he did everything wrong last, last week, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, it was funny just watching him. He called it the apology tour. It was just funny watching Michelle. I call. I think I refer to her as the Mish father on Twitter. Uh, like she's like, this is what happens when you go against the family, Adam. It was very funny. Yeah. Like, do you see? Do you see what you do when you <laughs> for us? It's so good. Uh, and what else? Let's see. I don't love though that it's like I feel like Adam and Ben are kind of taking. They were like the main focus of the conversation after Tribal. It's like. I don't know. I feel like they're the least two exciting characters on that beach, so it's upsetting when it's like we go to them constantly, it seems. What about saying, wait, what is, what what southernism does Ben say? It says, <laughs> it says dad gummit. Dad gummit. <laughs> yes, I felt very at home when he said that. <laughs> very Midwestern. Um, and then otherwise, the only thing I, I mean, uh, from this opening scene, I liked Boston Rob and Parvati talking. Uh, I guess Boston Rob did not fill Parvati in on what was going on before, because she, like, the way they were having the conversation made it seem like she didn't know what was going to happen. And then um, just, like, Boston Rob was like, that's what I had to save you. And Parvati was like, thanks for having my back. But it's like, did you, she not know what was going on? Why <laughs> right. didn't you tell her? <laughs> right. Yeah, who did she vote for last week? Do you remember? Could Adam, not right? She voted for Adam? Right, yeah, so I, I guess... think it was Adam. It was, like, her, Ethan, and Rob all voted for Adam, and then it was Rob. Right, uh, so that makes sense. So, yeah, she just wasn't aware, I guess. But whatever. Um, yeah, um, but we get to DeCall, and as always, DeCall is a vibrant light of joy on this season, Yes. Sammy, how do you how do you feel about Yule? I gotta know. Mm. Oh, um, I wrote down, I took notes, and I said, I also want a day ten hug from Yule. Um, <laughs> I love exactly him. Oh, him just being it's day ten. Congrats, guys, and like greeting everybody with a hug in the morning. Like that's wonderful. I would also like that. Yeah, that's how I want to start my mornings. I also want to start my mornings. Uh, another thing that happened that I thought was really funny was um, Yule, like, walks up to, t- like, Tony's still laying on the ground, and Yule, like, spanks him, and then Tony has a subtitled guy <laughs> saying, yes, sir, right after. <laughs> like, oh, my God, what is going on over here? Like, I know it's the love tribe, but my goodness, people. There's a, And then this this beach is all about, like, whether people have connections or whether they don't have connections and whether the people who don't have any connections are connecting with each other. But then it's like, this is going to go to a swap. So I don't think that this storyline is ever going to really affect anything. Right. Yeah. Unless they just destroy Sele and then it just becomes the original, like, to call tribe dynamics again at final eight or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys like that they can see the edge of extinction from their beach? Uh, Ooh. Um, I don't know. I don't I would feel like that's so I felt like that was like a real ominous like foreshadowing with them, with them like looking out at them and I don't it was I would be like creepy. Yes. Yeah, all the people you voted out for and like, oh there they are, just wasting away to nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like I'm of two minds, like I guess from like a like thematic standpoint it's cool like the idea of like seeing the people you voted out like in the distance 
but I don't like it from a game standpoint because those people over there are still in the game. So mm. it's and it's just weird, like the idea of like one of them could just be waving at you from over there. It's just yeah. a weird I don't know. So yeah, I'm kinda split on how I feel about it. I like the scene, um, but I one, I don't know. I can't tell if both tribes can see the edge of extinction, so I don't really know if that's worth it. If both Yeah, that's can't another do it. thing. If it's just one tribe can see it, that's extra weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but I like the I, I would love it actually if like every beach could see every other beach. I don't know where they're going to find like four islands that are able to do that. But uh I think that it's a good element like you said like thematically. And I don't think it really will affect anything like game-wise. So what what does it matter that they can see each other to me? I mean, I think what we're really just dancing around is we want one world again. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, let's see what else even happens in this section. Um, oh, do we want to head on to Edge, even though it's Sam's bane of existence? <laughs> Sammy, how are do you how are you feeling about um, Edge of Extinction this season? It's like hard because I'm like I know it's bad. I know it's bad, but it's so nice to see everybody still, because I yeah. love seeing them on my TV, but it's hard when you have to watch, like, Ethan have, like, faint and pass out, and, like, I don't want to see him like that in that state after you know what he's been through. Right, uh, yeah. Like, outside, like, it's hard to see, but it is nice seeing, it is nice seeing everybody still. It's it's a double-edged sword. Right. It's like, maybe regard. this... This is the sign that maybe they should just do Ponderosa as, like, like almost, like, untucked for Drag Race. Like, we just want to see these <laughs> yeah. people more. Um, but maybe not yeah. still in the game in some way. Um, yeah. Ponderosa yeah. is one of my favorite parts of the show. Right. <laughs> Edge of Extinction is easily Ponderosa. my least favorite. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe that's how they'll yeah. get us 90-minute episodes like everyone seems to be wanting recently. Like, just tack Pond- on... <laughs> whatever ponderosa is perfect because it's them all being happy like and not during the epi- the edited episode of the show and edge of extinction is them all running around alone doing challenges in the like for 10 it it, it on yeah. cbs on cbs.com it lasted from three minutes and 30 seconds to 12 minutes and 30 seconds it was nine whole minutes it's like a whole it's challenge really long it was yeah really very long. uh meaty section i would say yeah um, and <laughs> we were talking about how we can't get a grasp on what the value of a fire token is, like, and suddenly yeah. they're, like, literally collapsing and dying for a single fire token This for this. And no it's one even just... bought anything with it. No, like, <laughs> with it, there was no use for a fire token this episode at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> um, I did, like, Amber has a, Amber has a confessional during this season, or during this scene where she says, I just kept thinking... I want this to be over with. I want this to be over with. I was completely depleted. I had nothing left in me. And that is just how I feel about every Edge of Extinction segment. Right. Yeah. For, yeah. The Edge edge people talking about how much they hate Edge of Extinction is us talking about how much we hate Edge of Extinction, I guess. Um, and there's like a really... Ability. Yes. Uh, and like, uh, like Sammy was saying, it's very upsetting watching Ethan like... Literally, they edit to look edited it to look like he like fell and hit his head or something like, and they even like edit it in a way where it like fades in from black like after it happens as if he had actually like passed out is very upsetting. Yeah, that I mean like I know that this is not 
a popular opinion, but I this is so dumb. Sam had zero emotional reaction to this. He looked at this happening. That's this man like on the brink of just like total collapse, and Sam was like, "I don't care." Like just the blink. doctor. The doctor comes over to him, and she's like, "Yeah, Ethan." were you feeling tired? And he's like, I was feeling tired. And she's like, okay, well, if you're tired and you keep going, you're not going to get less tired. You're going to pass out. And he was like, you're right. <laughs> and I just don't care. And it's just like, why, why would I, I, I my, I, I was watching with someone who was very emotionally affected by this moment. And oh, no. I, but so a normal I just, person. Yeah, I guess, like, someone with sympathy, empathy, able to relate to someone who they're not, uh, they don't know in person, but it's just, like, well, I'm supposed to cry because Ethan got tired trying to get a fire token? Yes, you are. <laughs> well, I didn't. No, yeah, I agree, it does feel very manufactured, but that's Survivor. <laughs> like, I still cry every family visit anyway, so. Yep. That's good. Family visits do get me. Yes. Fire token yeah. hunts? Not my thing. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, how did we feel about Natalie being described as not human and a monster by her compatriots? I am feeling the Natalie return from Edge of Extinction uh, incoming. Right. Is that how? Do you think that's what's going to happen, Sammy? Are you along with everyone? Yeah, I did. I wrote that down. Super positive Natalie con- content. Yes, like, everyone just like we love her. <laughs> she's like amazing. she's like Wonder Woman. She's a boss. Yeah, yeah, I mean she is. So yeah, she is amazing. She's, yeah, she's coming. She back. even got her own cool little like electronic music playing during this section. It was like a throwback to season one when they would still use like early like night late nineties club music sometimes in the show <laughs> for like montages. They would like do speed ups. <laughs> yeah, it was very that. Yeah. Bringing it back to basics in this one regard only. I would love a season where the challenges are edited like season one. That'd be great. Agreed. They were good. And Amber and Danny were there. Yeah. <laughs> Danny yeah, compared everyone... it to... Well, what were you going to say, Sammy? Oh, I'm just like, everyone collapsing, and then Danny goes, woo! <laughs> <laughs> she I does go like... woo. <laughs> I remember. The emotion, and then... We yeah. did it. I told you, so and steady, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, and she had some line about, like, childbirth, but she's like, at least at the end of childbirth, you get a baby and not a fire token. <laughs> like, that was funny. <laughs> God. Um, so good. Well, I'm glad they all got their fire token. Uh, it was so worth it that, that 20 times up, 20 times down. I'm so happy for all of them. Uh, can't wait to see what they do with this currency. Uh, exciting stuff coming, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, now that Tyson's there, he can liven things up. Who did Tyson give his token to? Nick. Yes. Nick. He had a whole line. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about that as like that later, but it's, uh, he has some line about like giving it to Nick because he was like his hero, his survivor hero, or something. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, and th- uh, next up, we have another really great scene, which was... It was fun uh, to go from my least favorite part of the episode to my absolute favorite part of the episode. <laughs> yes. Um, Michelle Fitzgerald receiving words of affirmation from Boston Rob was just mm, beautiful. Sammy, are you in line with our Michelle Fitzgerald uh, standship? 
I have come around hundred <laughs> percent because like I, when I first watched Co Wrong, I was like, Aubrey, what right. the heck? Why? And then like I saw I like y'all and like a lot of other people online being like, Michelle, <laughs> um, and like that I was up I was down on Edgex back then too. And mm. I fell for it. Um, but yeah, I've gone way more into, I still love Aubrey, of course, like, but I've gotten way more into Michelle and enjoy her as a character and also like just how gorgeous she is in general. Oh my God. Yeah. I just love this, like both within the show and outside of the show redemption arc for Michelle. Like everyone finally gets to see what, like we, what we've seen, which is like this really funny weird kind of weird girl like who's like really good at this game I guess Uh, and it's great to have like the survivor storytelling avatar of god come (laughs) into the show and say that Michelle is worthwhile and like good (laughs) yeah yeah it's great and he is playing the um what did we end up calling this game piggly what was the like uh it's whippy dip Whippy Dip. I called. I wrote down Piggly Wiggly game. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but yes, the Whippy Dip, and then he lands it again after he says, um, "A win is a win," and something about Michelle winning. So Michelle's winning, confirmed, <laughs> right there. Yeah. He does love that. He loves this game, and he seems good at it. He's really good at uh, like marking his sentences with it. with a win of the game. Yes. And I'm sure that has nothing to do with editing. It just happens correctly every time. Oh, like the fonts. 100%. <laughs> yes. Really um, good coincidence every time. Yes, he's just that good at whippy dip. <laughs> um, and um, then... This is also Adam dealing with the aftermath. Uh, he starts doing every chore. <laughs> he's fi- he's I wrote like, down like... he is physically incapable of subtlety in any regard. <laughs> <laughs> Even like even Denise is talking shit about him. Where he, she's like, "Did you see Adam? He's like actually helping out." <laughs> I'm glad Jeremy like uh puts it very well when he compares it to like a child who's like done something wrong and is like suddenly like being very meek and helpful. It was very that. <laughs> Jeremy's whole confessional was really great. Just like absolutely destroying Adam. <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah. Very funny. And then also there's a great moment where Boston Rob, I didn't notice this the first time watching through, but it's um the scene where it's like Boston Rob, Parvati, and then Adam comes up and um Adam like says something like, oh, I don't want them to think I'm like trying to deal with you guys or whatever. And then Boston Rob just says, yeah, I could just tell them that anyway, which is what yeah. he does. <laughs> yeah. And Adam just doesn't react to that. <laughs> like, okay. Oh it, yeah. It's interesting to, I mean, because I also wasn't super big into the first time, but I, I rewatched the episode, uh, and I, I watched, and it's cool that I mean, Boston Rob is really good, where he just like, which is not really something I think about a lot, but he does, he go, Adam talks to him, and then immediately he ta- like Adam or Boston Rob and Parvati are talking, and he's just like, I'll go tell Jeremy and Michelle that Adam came up and tried to talk talk <laughs> talk to me about uh, the game. And he goes to Jeremy and Michelle, and he's like, "What do you want me to do about Adam?" Even though Adam had <laughs> Adam said nothing, and Boston Rob was like, "He keeps coming up to me, trying to make alliances with me, blah blah blah." And then Jeremy and Michelle are like, "Oh my God, we have to get rid of Adam." <laughs> I I would feel very comfortable getting rid of Adam. Right. Yeah. So it's good. good. It's good gameplay, but it works because 
like he was doing that anyway so yeah it's, it's fair uh what were your how uh, i know they're like adam has a lot of haters i would never say like i find adam like a horrible winner sammy how did how did you feel about adam going into this season he wasn't one of the people i was like super excited to see back but I don't dislike Adam at all like I have nothing against him he won his season fair and I mean everyone like no one's heated to get their win but um I enjoyed Adam but he wasn't one of the people I was like oh I hope he wins right yeah season ball winners yeah for sure he's been getting so much unnecessary like why are people so terrible he he, i i think he he like had to deactivate his twitter or something or like turn off a lot of comments on something and it's just like he's just we're just let's just enjoy the show this is it wouldn't be good without bad bad gameplay and that's what he serves us yeah it's so yeah he gets a lot of hate and it's like i feel like even like after he won like i was down on his win but i still like i feel like there's like some something on survivor reddit there's like something like someone hacked it just to like say something horrible about him like on the header or something weird like that it's just like why does he <laughs> i don't know be nice to adam is what we're trying to say even yeah. though he's yeah <laughs> not it's all about, let's like there's a very very clear line between lightly poking fun at someone and like ab like outright hatred and like anti-semitic <laughs> yeah yeah i mean literally i feel like it was literally like something anti-semitic was like put, put as the header or something it's like oh it was <laughs> stupid, stupid people to quote she and <laughs> it's awful it uh, and but i but this is a good scene and i'm glad that adam is gonna make it to a swap because i think he's <laughs> a good presence on the show <laughs> we like, because we one of one of the things people were worried about in a season of all winners is that they're all too good at the game and they won't make mistakes and that'll be boring TV. But <laughs> right. some of the winners that they brought back are pretty bad at the game and that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, good point. I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, you need you need some bad gameplay to make it fun because otherwise it's just like robots. Season, yeah, yeah it's a season of game bots. That's not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And now we get to see quote-unquote game bots like Kim be on the bottom which is also fun <laughs> she is so chic still like they're 10 days in and she looks incredible her outfit is pristine oh we really don't get to hear her talk very much so I don't have a whole lot that's not physical to say about her right now <laughs> uh, but like she she looks incredible I thought the lighting was really neat yes yeah very good good cinematography um <laughs> And then I think we go back to, like, yet another scene of uh, DeKal just, like, having mm. the most fun you could ever have on Survivor, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah. Uh, Sarah continues to be um, very strange. <laughs> Last week she was getting uh, spit rubbed on her face. Now she's, like, <laughs> asking Tyson to breathe in her face. It's like, are you trying to get... <laughs> This would not fly in today's environment with the coronavirus. These are the things you should not be doing. This yeah, is how she won game changer. By, <laughs> by sharing germs. Uh, yes. she's, she goes, she's like, Tyson, who's your favorite person? And he's like, Sarah, Sarah, who's your favorite person? She goes, Tyson. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's kind of adorable, I will say. It's like very kid-like. <laughs> That's a, it's funny, um, like, this tribe acts almost, like, childlike, but then I was thinking about it, it's like, is, are Wendell and Nick, 
and I guess Sophie, like the only non-parents on this tribe. I think everyone else has children, right? Could be. I think that sounds right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And plus, I mean, in general, they're all like an older group, which I feel like was actually kind of fun in the tribal. It was like, because obviously every season we have like so many young model, like whatever, young people. So it was I fun think to my, watch. Wait, like, can you say that again? Because I think my Skype uh, broke. Oh, um, yeah, I was saying um, it was interesting watching like a group of older people in comparison to the usual like younger crowd we get on the show. Um. It, I don't know. It felt interesting to watch like just a different version of the show almost with like an older group of people. I don't know. Not yeah, to say no, that. I <laughs> I am I definitely agree with like common thought that older like I wish that the average reality show cast was like age thirty five. Yeah. As opposed to like twenty eight, twenty five that we get a lot. Because like se- older seasons of Big Brother and older seasons of Survivor just are better than seasons where it's like all young people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Let's head to this challenge. Um <laughs> how do people feel? What do people think? What are people uh, talking about? I really didn't think that Parvati's crack at Sandra was that clever. I feel like she had a lot she's she's had like two days since the last challenge to think about this and she said are you gonna rename Carvity you're usually so clever I don't really know where this is coming from seems like a first pass seems like you could have thought a little harder about this yeah was Sele like not workshopping with her like okay when we get there Sandra's for sure sitting out what are we gonna say yeah and (laughs) I loved Sandra saying something she was like oh no she's not hurting my feelings like very um almost like high schooly um yeah it was such a clear she's so clearly lying and that's like she does that again later in like uh either at camp or at tribal she like is just like smiling and like nodding and absolutely it's such a bad lie <laughs> normally she's like i guess she wants people to know she's lying sometimes and that's uh, clearly a time when she just is so clearly not into the <laughs> naming right <laughs> it's very funny <laughs> Um, I also loved when Jeff was, uh, he, like, reveals the chicken and just says, four egg laying chickens. I don't know why that phrase specifically was just very funny to me. Well, because usually they get three egg laying chickens and a rooster. Right. Yeah. Yeah, usually ten. Yeah, and then we get a whole scene of, like, people clearly not remembering, like, fifth grade uh, science class or something. (laughs) If you if you kill the rooster, you're not gonna get any more eggs. <laughs> God. And um yeah, this was a fine challenge. Um something I found very upsetting though was when Adam was like jumping and grabbing things. There was a part where he like managed to grab one of them, but he literally fell down like right back on the plank with one of his legs. Yeah. Yeah. The first like, one. Yeah. That shit was upsetting. <laughs> As someone with uh, bad knees already <laughs> like it just <laughs> hurt to watch those keys were high like they, they looked were. very high up yeah and clearly yeah. no one on sale has a good vertical <laughs> <laughs> i mean they picked denise as one of the jumpers and she's literally like five feet tall right. that's it denise yeah. parvati and adam were set up to fail they're all very very short people <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's um I think this is one of those moments where I'm sure they were thinking, why the hell did we get rid of Natalie? (laughs) (laughs) 
we're thinking that every week, uh, and I'm fine. I'm glad they're finally catching up. Right, but this, it's they managed to bring it back anyway, which was nice. Yeah, well, I've heard that they threw the challenge, which makes sense because they were struggling on that puzzle. Oh, did they really? That's what, that's what I. That's what was implied in the online Twitter streets. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I joked about that on ours, but I. Ugh. Yeah, that would make sense. They were literally just like disassembling it. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I skipped. Sorry, I skipped right over Tony casting incantations on Adam too, which was also. Fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I love that combo of Tony and Sandra. Right. They're it's, on the outfits together. They're very. Yeah, good it's together. like this season is delivering on what Game Changers should have delivered on with those two being on a tribe together. Plus Natalie Anderson. Uh, (laughs) I also really liked the detail, not the detail, but I don't know if they've really done this kind of thing before where they had four people swimming to pull the kayak holding the people who were going to jump up to the ledge. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like a weird... It started with like mush, whatever that's called. (laughs) There are snow dogs, yes. Yeah. The Keep (laughs) Getting Junior movie. Five, now dog five. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, like, a lot of disparate elements of challenges we've seen before kind of, like, mushed together, which was strange. Yeah, and I, even though they, whether they threw it or not, I appreciate that they went to Tribal because we've been wanting them to for a while. Yeah. Plus, it was a good cap of the, um, Michelle-Rob like relationship was watching them win a puzzle together. Like at watching this, I just was just so happy, and I felt like this is like a much more wholesome version of the like Natalie Natalie Tinarelli relationship, where it's like <laughs> it's more of like a father daughter relationship between them, which I just it was just really adorable. What is the Boston Rob Natalie Tinarelli relationship? I mean, just dragging a young woman to the end in a creepy father year. father corpse <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then uh next i think the very next shot we get is of this like horrifying gigantic wasp's nest uh, oh so creepy right which was extra creepy because i just watched the original candy man on netflix like the other day which <laughs> bees are like a running theme in that horror movie so it was extra scary for me <laughs> um, thank you yeah what do we think that symbolizes like what's the animal symbolism between above the wasp nest i think it's all a bunch of people uh robotically in lines for the same purpose common goal of getting tyson out there you go i'm so still? smart <laughs> <laughs> come on film class uh yeah, it was just, it was kind of interesting watching this whole post-challenge scene because it just became increasingly obvious that Tyson was just completely on the outs to the point he just had no idea what was going on. Like, outwardly talking about, like, oh, we got to get out Nick to, like, Nick's closest allies. <laughs> like, yeah. It was tough. <laughs> Plus, he talks to t- Tony and is like, like, hey, Tony, we can't go after each other because we're the biggest threats or whatever. And Tony's like, yeah, 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 right, right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, I have to go. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, poor Tyson. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think Sandra and Tony get even more funny scenes. Like, it's just like watching an old married couple, I think, these two. It's just so cute. <laughs> like, Tony's like, come on, Sandra, we got to do this. And Sandra's like, mm, no, I don't think we will. <laughs> We're still voting out Tyson. I'm so good. glad that they took the risk of putting them on the same tribe. Uh, so that we would get scenes together. I think it's so it's hard for it to think about it for it's hard for casting probably or producers whoever decides the tribe makeup if they want to have people on the same tribe who they know are gonna like who have history immediately or if they want them to get to like have them meet up at the merge because both are good but if you wait till the merge they might not get together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy with like things like Natalie and Jeremy and. Tony and Sandra, they, like, just risked it and, like, threw them together. Right. Yeah, I think um, Game Changers, that kind of uh, tribe separation was very obvious. Like, oh, we got to keep Tony and Sarah separate. We got it, like, yeah. So I'm glad they did uh, decide to throw them together, like you said, because it just makes for better TV, even if it doesn't make the game, quote-unquote, pure or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, Especially with all winners when they're definitely all they all definitely know each other and definitely had phone calls with each other before the season it's like might as well just throw the fun (laughs) ones together yeah um yeah tyson's on the outs where oh sandra has that great quote i've never let my emotions ruin my game uh run my game i like my i like revenge but i like two million dollars even more yeah sandra has great quotes uh but yeah, as a Tyson fan, how was uh, how was watching this? Uh, how did oh. that feel, Sammy? <laughs> it was upsetting because he's like, <laughs> oh, he, yeah, walking, yeah, going to like Nick's alliance and saying, yeah, let's, we're all gonna do Nick, we're all gonna do Nick, and then all just agreeing with him. It's like, oh my god! And he no. said like earlier, it's this game is like eerily calm, like oh, it's so easy, like oh, you know it, you know this isn't right. <laughs> yeah, Don't he even says. That. Yeah, when he leaves, like, oh, it was too easy. Yeah, like, he yeah. knew. Poor guy. Oh, it was very <laughs> upsetting to watch. And, yeah, and just, like, hearing Sandra go being like, yup, yup, not me, yup, sure. Yeah, she just okay. started going into her catchphrases. She was over it. She's, like, oh. <laughs> checked out of the conversation completely. <laughs> Sandra is against all the people who I expected her to work with and working with all these random people who I didn't think that she would ever align with. Like, she has, she's already starting to, like, be fake with Parvati, and they're not even on the same beach. She's she's pissed at Boston Robin Amber. She has been targeting Tyson since, like, episode two. And, but, and then she's, like, working with Tony and Sarah, who, like, were the people who everyone thought that she wasn't going to work with. Right. Yeah. What did, uh, some, what did Sophie refer to them as, the gritty bunch? Or was that Yule? Someone called them gritty. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so if so, so do we want to move on into? I'm oh, like yep. every scene where she gets to t- tell me what's going on. I'm just like, yeah, you're probably right. Like I believe you. You are a genius. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> and she has amazing taste in uh uh shirts. I guess I don't know what else to call it. She has, just has a very lovely sweater on during tribal. <laughs> her hair is incredible. She's Mm -hmm. an icon. She's a pop singer. She's one of the richest women in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about how, like, I really love the blonde on her. Like, the highlights look great. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, works with her eyes. 
so well. Right. Yeah. Love that for her. Great this season. She does. Great with her first but like this season. And she's getting married afterwards. Good job, Sophie. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, her wedding was like right after the season filmed and she was like we're not postponing this wedding we're gonna do it <laughs> she did it and she looked amazing she wore a jumpsuit oh oh my gosh i love her incredible she's gonna look amazing winning her two million dollars unanimously getting the most jury votes in survivor history <laughs> do you think that they'll have at the finale two checks like that other picture of michelle or just one two million dollar check they have to do the two like or make it twice as large <laughs> It's just like an eight and a half by 11 now or something. That'd be great. No matter who wins the season, the picture of them holding the $2 million check will, I'm sure, be a great meme. It will. (laughs) All the winner check pictures are great. They are, yeah. Aris is my absolute favorite. Was about to bring up Aris. Very, 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 very early 2000s. (laughs) It's hard to beat that. Honestly, jeans. I, it's a shock he's not wearing flip flops. <laughs> yeah. I forgot like, about the long sleeve shirt yeah. under the t shirt. Totally uh, forgot as, about that. As, oh a, uh, as a young boy or a middle schooler in the early 2000s, you never forget about the long sleeve undershirt under a regular <laughs> shirt. That was the style. And Aris is nothing if not a middle school boy. Yes. Yeah, he's like our version of those, um, like, pictures people post of like ashley tisdale on like red carpets back during the high school musical (laughs) just a snapshot of us very particular era of fashion (laughs) so yeah are we ready to move on into tribal yes and tony starts off like he's literally like up on a debate stage he's like tonight we may say things we may not agree with each other. Like, it just was, like, so, like, he was practicing this, like, boilerplate, like, politician speech. It was funny. I I love this tribal. I, I feel like yeah. I've started to uh, uh, really focus in on tribal in the last, like, couple years. Where I feel, before, I don't think I really paid attention to a lot of what they would say. It seems like a lot of platitudes and just trying to like move the spotlight away from them but i think that they're really they've been getting really interesting and good actually mm-hmm. yeah i would agree with that um and then nick has a very f- strange uh, line about parvey where he's like oh she, she's my she was my high school crush but oh she's married now i was like aren't isn't he married too <laughs> Yeah. Or, least, yeah, or he's engaged at that time, or some, or still like, yeah, ew, something ew. like that. So like, well, I was his first thought. Oh, she's married, so it'd be weird. Not, oh, I am in a committed relationship. So he hears her giggling over there. He just, he's getting so excited. Can't stand it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that I, was. I, yeah, it must have been extra upsetting for the people who, um, like, really love Tyson to watch it be between Tyson and Nick, and then it's not Nick uh-huh. who goes. Like, even me, who's, like, very um, lukewarm to cold on Tyson, yeah, that, that still hurts to watch. <laughs> uh, every time that editing, just like, oh, it might be. It they dangle be. the carrot. <laughs> and I, I, I fall for it. Yeah. I swear, like, this time, no, I know it's Tyson, but, like, <laughs> Maybe it's Nick. <laughs> this time for sure it will be the ideal outcome. 
Yeah. And then it never is. <laughs> the editors pull the football away. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about a different funny Nick line that happened in this tribal where he go, he's like, well, because they, they, they opened this tribal talking about how the person who goes out has to be a person who is like, everyone has to agree on the one person who will, leaving will leave this unified group together so that if they go into a swap, like they'll all still be together and nobody will be mad about this person going out. And so Nick is like, and everyone, if I'm on a swap tribe with you, I'm with you. And then (laughs) Sophie goes, me too. And then they just go down the entire line of all of them being like, same, 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 same. And it's like that kind of big, broad like message to the group is meaningless is what they're all saying because like yeah obviously if you're talking to every single person you're saying that but like it's absolutely meaningless so i love them all just like knowingly being like yeah it's good for me to say same too right now because it doesn't mean anything it's like a game of um secret hitler if Mm -hmm. you've either of you have ever played this but uh it's basically at the beginning of every round people are just like I'm a liberal because it doesn't mean anything because everybody is going to be feigning that they're a liberal the entire time until it becomes clear that they're not. Yeah, it's very much. Yeah, there's like lots of gate like werewolf is like that. Um, Like this uh, push the button game. If you've ever played that, like, guys, I swear I'm not an alien. It doesn't doesn't behoove you to like, yeah, it would never make sense to admit you are the bad thing you aren't supposed to be. So, yeah. Thank you, Sophie, for robbing Nick. Like, any power that phrase may have had from Nick immediately. (laughs) Sophie Uh, had a lot of great, uh, I mean, no shock there, but she had a lot of great uh, analysis that is, like, I mean, sort of meaningless, but also seemed to be how the tribe wanted to feel. Uh, She she talked about the thing where they they need to all agree on the one person to leave the group unified. And then she also talked about how it's critical we become aware of who the people are who we meet on the beach, not just be influenced by who we saw on TV before we came out or something. Like, she said something like that. And I just, as again, I just love her. Mm -hmm. She knows what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. I did like that, too, her saying that she was starstruck by half of the tribe. (laughs) (laughs) No one reacted to that. They're like, oh, like this real subtle yeah subtle thing there. it's i mean can the windles and nicks like i think they can accept that no one would be starstruck by them like so. and kim was like and me i'm starstruck by people who i watched when i was in high school and sarah goes like it's okay like i'm here for you <laughs> i mean that I, was like, funny yeah it was good it was fun. <laughs> like oh sarah right. i forgot that like yeah sarah is fun and that is again like probably why she won her right. season we just didn't get to see it but yeah kim was just so pretty in that moment too oh, yes was, no, so yeah. was it a moment it was <laughs> yes oh. <laughs> <The> moment. <laughs> yeah um talking about yeah things that game this is the season is doing that game changers in it it's editing sarah in a way that is fun to watch <laughs> which i appreciate yeah <laughs> um so, yeah, anything else interesting other than just watching, I guess, Tyson just not really having the wool pulled oh. over his eyes, but just apparently walked into the game with wool already on his eyes. Uh, his face from the second vote was red. It was just it was so sad. Crushing, but, yeah. Uh, 
sad surprise, like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it is me. After yeah. all. Like, right before the vote. Well, oh, go for it. What were you saying? Oh, I was sorry. I was going to the vote. So if you have to. Oh, cool. Um, the vote. Okay. Right before the vote, Tyson says, we're all on exactly the same page, which makes us on different pages, maybe. Sure. <laughs> I guess. One last, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like he thinks he does. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, and then I'm glad, I don't know, I wonder if it was Nick's idea himself or someone else told him to do it, but it was smart to, like, at least throw a vote. Um, like, at least one, just in case Tyson had an idol. Um, but it also is kind of bad, because now it's like, well, Kim, I mean, I'm sure Kim already knew, but it's like, we were just talking about how we want to maintain the facade of unity, but then we just yeah. threw a vote at Kim. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oopsie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was wondering if he went rogue or if it was him. It was like a, like a plan in place with like his alliance. Right, like splitting the votes so, or something. Yeah. I think it would be it would be whack of him to go rogue and do like <laughs> even though it makes sense strategically like if he yeah. didn't talk about that ahead of time with his alliance and he was just like <laughs> being like unity 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 and then like goes completely off board with everybody else in the entire tribe <laughs> that'd be fun unfortunately to find out we would have to like talk to him which I'm not sure. interested in doing <laughs> no yeah um but yeah so rest in peace uh prince of token jeans <laughs> this is interesting because um like we we people always talk about what would have gone wrong like if if tyson had pulled the rock like like going to redemption island and he's like now he's like going to what is basically redemption island mm-hmm. uh sort of I don't know, it's like not fixing a past mistake, but it seems like it's, it's like, like final destination. Yeah. <laughs> he had to die eventually <laughs> and go to a different island. Yeah. So that'll be I mean, Tyson will definitely liven up those segments, hopefully. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I guess before we move on, uh I, I don't remember, I wish I could remember who tweeted this, but it, um, someone tweeted something like, oh, did Nick just, like, Tyson himself? Like, that would have been the, like, best way for this to go down. Because they showed uh, Nick voting for Kim, and so I think someone was, like, thinking, oh, what if it's, like, when Tyson went out on Heroes vs. Villains, where he throws a vote at someone, and then that ends up being the vote that, like, gets him taken out. Uh, maybe in a better life. Yeah. <laughs> Start the season over. Do it like that. <laughs> Let's try again. Um, it was. It is funny though that I mean the first three boots were women and people were like, okay, let's get some men out. And then it <laughs> did come right for two of the fans' favorite <laughs> men. Right. We should have been more specific, like Ben and Nick. That's who we meant. <laughs> yes. I, those are the two. It's like just toss those out. I thought yeah. it was implied, but I guess our wishes should have been more specific. <laughs> yep, it's like a genie. Yep, the survivor gods are like a genie. They, <laughs> they are. <laughs> you said men, you didn't say which men. <laughs> and then there's a song and dance to, with Robin Williams' voice. <laughs> Alexis Mich- No, Dusty Ray Bottoms did that song, uh, Never Had a Friend Like Me, live. She sang it on Friday. Whoa. It was really good. Good for her. <laughs> 
redemption arc of that meme of <laughs> Raja and Raven just saying boo instantly to Dusty Rapados. <laughs> she looks great. Um, let's go to the next time on Survivor. Excited mm-hmm. about this swap. Um, X on the beach. Here we go. But primarily excited because it seems like it's going to be about Michelle and Wendell, which is so exciting. Right. Very exciting. What if we go into this thinking it's that, and then it's like, actually, Michelle and, um, I don't know, like, Boston Rob had something, or Tony, like, somehow, inexplicably, they were dating at some point. She tweeted today, um, maybe I should turn on Michelle Fitzgerald Twitter notifications, but I don't, I just see, Uh, I just see the tweets. Uh, she tweeted, happy birthday, Wendell, uh, sorry about this week, and then posted four pictures of him so i think it's about him uh and i'm very excited to see what that means yeah i did i did see that tweet because they both are just so attractive like we get it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um yeah so let's see yep and then uh tyson gives his little line i feel like this was just like a good so much of this episode was really well edited where it was like um, we had that just like gigantic scene of like the firewood on Edge of Extinction in the beginning, and then it was a nice little like book like bookend at the end with Tyson like bringing attention to it. Um, and there's also just this nice little thread of um, Nick and Tyson throughout the episode where it's like Nick calls Tyson his here like his survivor idol. Um, and then that tribal Tyson talk like has this whole spiel about like oh some people want to go like say they voted out their survivor idol or whatever. And that's what happens. And then Tyson gives his uh, fire token to Nick for that reason. It's like, this was just a very, very well-structured and edited episode of television. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. A good job, setups and payoffs. Yes. We love it. Um, so uh, do we want to give well, our... Pl- what do we want on the swap? Like, Sammy, what do you, uh, who do you want to yeah. see together who haven't oh. been together yet? Oh my god. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> right. I'm just excited to like change up the relationships and see people interact with people we haven't seen them interact with before. Mm-hmm. Um oh I don't know. I'm just excited to see how <laughs> they all get mixed together and who's with who and is it a two tribe situation? Is it a three tribe situation? Right. Don't know for certain. Mm-hmm. I'm excited how they work it out because it is 15 people right no yeah yeah, 15 um oh yeah uh i feel like this swap would be like super super exciting if amber was still in because then it's like oh what if rob and amber end up on a tribe together or something like that but all stars 2.0 yeah (laughs) (laughs) or like yeah just as a callback they like intentionally like send amber to like ex- like edge of extinction or something like as like, oh. a third tribe or something just to like draw attention to that or whatever um i hope yeah. harmony and sandra end up together mm-hmm. I, and i know we have like pretty much confirmation that michelle and wendell end up together but mm-hmm. i want to see parvati and sandra on the beach together again and if we don't get it before mm-hmm. the end of the season that'll be really awful uh a lot of what i'm thinking about is like sophie interacting with people like yeah. Which is, I mean, that's just what my brain jumps to in any way. But I would, I want to see Sophie and Kim be with, like, Boston Rob and Parvati. Because I think that's just interesting. 
and just, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of specific examples, but I think it'll, I mean, that's the point. This is the point of a swap, but it'll be interesting to see these people interact with new people. <laughs> right. I mean, as always, I'm holding the torch for our um, Survivor winner trilogy of uh, Sophie, uh, Kim, and Denise. Like, yeah. I would love to see mm. that triumvirate come together before the merge, <laughs> hopefully, if they ever get to. And it's like, what is going on with their split idol? Like, do we have any idea who has it? Like, oh. what's going on? You who knows? Yeah, because didn't we decided that Denise suddenly has both halves of hers again, I guess, or something? I believe so. Yeah. They did, like, a little flashback in the following episode saying, like, showing Adam giving it back. But it's like, I don't, I still don't understand how it works. Yeah, because, like, doesn't that defeat the purpose? Like, I thought the idea was, like, the other person just has it. Yeah, or is it, like... uh, Also, they keep doing stuff by sundown, which I think (laughs) is really, like, mythical, which I love. But they, I think they just wanted them to have to have a conversation with someone about it instead of, like, being able to uh, keep it a secret. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Probably trying to avoid a game-changer situation. Yeah, because there were so many idols people just sat on. Yeah, they should just try to avoid game changers in general. (laughs) Don't recreate anything from that. They keep bringing it up though. They keep talking like Tony made Tony made a joke about Sarah and Sandra all voting each other out. Sarah mentioned it this season with uh, having the elimination of Sandra up on her wall, Uh, and least like all sorts of stuff. They love game changers. I lo- only like it when the when they talk about it and there's flashbacks of Michaela. True, that was great. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else before we wanna move on to maybe Edgic, maybe or? <laughs> uh, well, Sammy, who's your winner pick? Oh yeah, we haven't even talked. About <laughs> well, he got voted out this episode. So. <laughs> you were on I the same great. page as us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, I mean, I was right last season. Yeah, you so, were the yeah, one who convinced success. me to, uh, like, lock in t- Tommy. <laughs> yeah, nice. that was that was based on other information that wasn't game related, but not like spoilers or anything, but like, right, my own personal theory, and it was right. What was <laughs> your theory? My th- well, Tommy followed my like Instagram right before the season started. And I was like, oh, weird, because I didn't, I don't really follow that many survivors, and I didn't even, like, it was, like, before I started my preseason favorite drawing, and I was like, oh, interesting that he followed me, because usually that means, like, oh, either they're first boot, or they're going to do well. That's my own theory. Right, um, that makes sense. And he wasn't the first boot, and <laughs> so I'm like, oh, he's winning, and then the edit was very, very obvious that he's winning. Right. Um, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was my own like little theory about it. That like, if he followed me, it means he wants to see a drawing of some kind. <laughs> ah, nice. Four months yeah. ago. Yeah. So when either of us gets on, um, you won't know how we do because we already follow you, and we'll be excited <laughs> to see every drawing anyway. But well, you have I... to do well. If yeah. I unfollow you, you'll know I'd be, I'll be the first boot. <laughs> <laughs> unfollow and refollow. <laughs> like, that's the signal. Uh, uh, 
you well, though. Please. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess, uh, yeah, uh, we should, uh, while we're talking about your drawing, like, what's your, like, timetable for when you usually do these drawings? Um, so, usually, I do it, I try to do it the Thursday, like, the following day, and post it by Friday, but this season's just been so hard with these winners, like, I'm so attacked right. with them, <laughs> it feels like, like, Natalie took me forever to, like, get it right, and get yeah. to do something different and like special for this season like because they're all winners and i've drawn drawn most of them before right special yeah and and i finally like landed on the like do it in some profile view keep it cool or something i don't know but oh yeah it's a cool like yeah like you're saying it makes it extra special like uh usually for those who haven't seen Sammy's drawings uh, or illustrations, it's like they're usually like head on, like facing the viewer, but now they're like in this profile, like she was saying, which it's a nice like little mix up. And as always, the shading is on point. The colors are on point. The everything about Sammy's illustrations are amazing ah. is on point. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like Lost, the Lost drawings are incredible as well. Yes, they are. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah um do we want to plug while we're for sure <laughs> sammy where can people go look at this incredible art that we've been talking about uh, yes. so all of my art is on instagram and twitter mostly instagram because i forget about twitter a lot and it's <laughs> at Samicapa, s-a-m-i-c-a-p-p-a because i spell sammy kind of weird so I I fill it out <laughs> And it's, yeah, yeah, that's it. Nice. Um, as always, I'm Rain Dierks on Twitter, R E I N D E E R E K S. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I'm at Sam Stanish everywhere, including Venmo. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if they want to pay me, they can. Um, so, and also listen to my other podcast, Word on the Straits. Uh, so good. So, so good. We, the episode coming out this week was very therapeutic and it was sort of just like, uh, we really all bared our soul talking to each other in a very real way. And it was very freeing. There you go. That was the live show, right? No. Oh, I meant the one that's going to come out. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, no, that one was, was like excited. That one was like ninety nine percent jokes. <laughs> I was like, this one I thought you like, were doing a bit, like, uh-huh. no, <laughs> this one is like very real. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, it's like uh, in Buffy Vampire Slayer when they would do that sort of thing where they'd have a very fun, goofy episode and then do something really serious the next week. Exactly. <laughs> Puppets into a hole in the world or whatever that episode. Yeah. Called. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Sammy, how do you feel about Edric? I've been converted. I like <laughs> Edric now. I read into it because you can't really avoid it being right. in the online like Survivor Superfan like little area. You can't avoid it. So whatever, lean into it. I'm all about right. it. Yeah, I guess um, I think it'd be a good idea to like. Uh, I guess we should just start asking like our guests like what are all of your Edric thoughts just so we can like get a good idea of like where the parameters are so we don't like maybe get too deep into the woods if you aren't um, like interested in that uh so yeah what are your thoughts i guess um 
Like, who do you see doing really well? Like, just based on Edge, who do you think is like, yeah. oh, this person's going to be in for a while? Um, well, I honestly, I thought Tyson was going to be in for a while based right. on that scene in the first, in the premiere, when he's crying about his kiddos. Right. So maybe he comes back. I don't know. That was like an odd thing to include if he goes out so early, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, who else is like doing really well? I don't it's hard. I mean, Michelle looks great, to be honest. Right. With it all, because, like, they're giving her so much about her win being controversial. Honestly, Rob's thinking that shot when he said, if you win, you win. I feel Hello. like that meant something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like, like the did. sound of all of this. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, you think Tyson's coming back? Um, I think, did you also mention, like, Natalie coming back? Like, yeah. I feel like I mean, those are, are good calls. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, it'd be nice to have the two Blood versus Water winners both be returnees from Edge. I didn't yeah. even think of that. <laughs> the story works out. That's fun. Right. Um, and both did, and they both had islands on their season. Like uh, there's Exile on San Juan del Sur and Redemption Island on uh, Blood versus Water. Yeah, I forgot that Exile was on. In Long Delser. I was like, what island is he talking about? Right. Look yeah, down. I remembered uh I remembered it because of course every season with Exile Island, the winner has like some emotional scene on Exile. Um yeah. and I thought about it when Natalie like went into the ocean on this episode and was like sobbing and the camera like <laughs> zoomed like ran almost ran into her. Fun yeah. fact about hey. Exile Island and winners, I've looked into this before too. The only winner who was on a season with Exile Island who never went to Exile Island is JT Thomas. Oh. A perfect game matched by no one. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have, I have some Edge thoughts. Um, I think that, I mean, the Natalie returnee from Edge edit is undeniable to me at this point. I don't know why we would be getting so, such frequent like content like this and it made more sense when she was the only one there but now it's just yeah. like she's a robot woman she's incredible she's a <laughs> goddess like she's coming back it seems like to me right. um yeah. there was that whole thing about yule yule's one-timer non-connection alliance and he said something early about how no one knows that it's um happening and that like it no one knows that they're the most connected group actually but then later in the episode Tyson is shown like knowing about it and like being worried yeah. about it. So, but then Tyson goes out like immediately right after. But I think that that's another thing against Yule. And like, it, this is all like pretty specific, but it's, it's something I noticed on the second time through. Mm. Um, it's like Yule not knowing that people do know about his alliance, um, which is interesting. Mm. Right. I'm just running through all the, I have bolded edgic thoughts in my notes. So, Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I got to go back through so I don't say them during the episode. Uh, right. We didn't talk about this during the episode. Uh, well, I mean, well, we like. Does anybody have? I don't want to just blow past if people have stuff to say about Yule's Alliance. Sorry. Um, well, I guess kind of in that vein, I um, I feel like I'm like getting more and more, and more and more, like very convinced it's Sophie winning. Like mm-hmm. um, this episode, we got two different scenes of like when Yule was lifting listing off his alliance. It's like. Sophie was like she was listed last in that and it like the camera focused on her just as a reminder she's in this like alliance that's running things and then when Tyson gave his confessional about that same group um 
he did like a he uh like paused and was like he can't even think of who the last person is oh it's sophie she's doing such a good job of being under the radar that no one's saying her name like that to me it's like it reinforces her strategy to the viewer and but it also reminds us that she's there um yeah like to me that just like that feels like winner content for sophie um and her like her confessional this i do you remember what her confessional was this week because she had one for sure about the prisoners on yes that's it that to me also felt very wintery just like we're keeping she's like thinking about the game um yeah i just yeah i'm becoming more and more convinced it's sophie like, I agree, and I think that we're like all the analysis at Tribal was good for her, and I really hope that we're right because I am starting to. And I, when the season was announced, she's like she was my winner pick before the cast went out uh, to play. So like, I, or maybe before they got back or something. So I really, really hope she is winning. That would be so thrilling for me, and I really it does seem like it's coming together in the edited episode. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we feel about? Adam getting the post challenge confessional, even though his tribe wasn't going to tribal. Is it like? Yeah. He see it's like because I, I think that Adam's getting a lot of very negative edit, and I don't think that even though he got ne- a negative episode here and there in his original season, like it's just like overwhelming, and I don't think yeah. it's like because people are yeah. like people are saying it's so similar to his first win, but I don't think it really is that similar. No. I think that it's just so overwhelming in, in every episode. But then he gets this thing after the challenge where it's like sort of a Sari game changers moment with the challenge where yeah they turned it into like sympathy. And uh, he says that my mom told my teachers when I set my mind to it, I can do anything. And she was right. And he like got the key. Yeah. Which I don't know what I'm supposed to take away overarching wise. Yeah. I truly do not know. Right. Well, like you said, it was something that happened to Sari in Game Changers. Like, so that to me, it's like just shows he's probably not winning. Like, that's how it feels. Like, <laughs> yeah. just like a journey sort of thing. I think early on we were all talking about Adam as like a losing finalist or something. Maybe that's sort of what's where his story is heading. I want to talk about another losing finalist that I'm seeing coming together who no one's going to be happy about. Uh, I like Michelle seems like she's really being set up for the growth arc. Yeah. Uh, like and oh. and like just sort of like coming in being unsure of herself or not like being completely confident and like ending up being a confident person who loses. Which I'm happy about the implication that she's gonna be in for a really long time, right. but I don't think that it is like a good narrative that they would give to the winner of the season right yeah i could yeah i would agree that that is like a worrying element um uh i'm trying to think of i guess like ben kind of had a journey edit that was also a winner edit but yeah usually it's like not like one in this like yeah usually you have either one or the other so i could definitely see that but Mm -hmm. it's hard to ignore also all just all the like great things that michelle has going for her too so i think yeah, she definitely is, like, a top contender up there with, like, Sophie. Um, we haven't even talked about Tony yet, really. And I feel like he's, like, doing really well. Yeah. Like, like that moment at Tribal with Newell was like, I thought he was an asshole, but actually he's <laughs> wonderful. Right. He's He's like, oh. Yeah, it's just, yeah. We just keep hearing about how Tony's strategy of 
um, like being different, quote unquote, um, is like working. Like we keep being told that it's working for him. Um, so definitely, I think Tony is like just keeps rising with each episode, which is good. Um, yeah, I'd say Yule, on the other hand, like you said, kind of keeps going lower and lower, which makes me sad. Um, I could see him almost like maybe being like a merge boot or something. Um, mm. But who knows? Yeah. I feel like he could also get screwed by the swap since he was mm-hmm. talking so much about his one timer alliance that's now going to get broken up. Um, he could be just like out on a limb without any of those people and get taken out. Yeah, I could see that. Plus, it continue the theme of the um, like older, school, like Ethan, Danny, like that crew we were all worried about, like ending up being pre-mergers. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. <laughs> <laughs> to talk um, about, I mean, this is like again, like a really specific line, but I just don't know, like. I don't know. I, I this is my, I've never really tried to go in super deep on like trying to pick things out for Edric stuff. But Sandra has a line where he she says Tony's right. We'd be stupid to let Tyson go, and then Tyson does go out. Um, so that's a knock. But I, there's knocks against everyone, and it's exciting to not know who it's gonna be. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. And he like, did. Yeah. What are you gonna say, Sammy? Oh, and this, with the Sandra, like, and her saying that I like revenge, but I like $2 million more. But it looks like she went for revenge almost. <laughs> yeah, and then, true. like, the title of the episode is even I like revenge. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, I don't know. It's like the show kind of wants us to think this was an emotional decision, but it also doesn't. It's weird. Yeah. Because um, it seemed to make a lot of sense for a certain number of them, but then it was also emotional for Sandra, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He was straight up targeting her, like, a few days before. Yes. It's not really emotional. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a game sense to get rid of the person who wants to get you out first. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm trying to think uh, if anything else interesting edgically happened this episode. Um, My major edgic takeaways... Yeah, no, uh, Nick continues to definitely not be the winner. <laughs> yeah. Parvati like and Kim, like, sinking into the background. I mean, Kim really hasn't been yeah. in the foreground, but Parvati has been a pretty major character in the last couple episodes, and now she, I don't, I can't think of a single thing other than the opening. Cool and talking about. <laughs> and uh, Nick having a crush on her. So maybe that'll pay off next episode. Maybe they'll be together, but we'll oh, see. Oh, no, maybe that's why they included that. <laughs> No, she's married. He's not committed at all to his relationship. Don't worry. Yeah, the other thing I noted was that, like, in terms of, like, it's not edgy, but with secret scenes, you see a lot of Sarah and Nick in the secret scenes, and they're cut from the episode. And I felt like I noticed that it's like a couple seasons back. It's like if someone's in secret scenes a lot and they're not in the episode proper, they're not wanting. Right. Yeah, um, are like those narrating scenes, those scenes? Yeah, are those scenes like those two like working together, or is it just those two are two of the biggest like figures? I think there's there's just two of like the figures I noticed that like ah. like Sarah had a lot like Sarah comforting Kim was one, mm-hmm. um, just like a really sweet scene, um, I, and then like yeah, Yule and Nick had a couple when they're both like narrating and like talking about working together things I think. I agree that 
the secret scenes are like kind of meaningless not meaningless but like they would include it if they wanted to show the winner having like a storyline so it's like usually pretty telling if especially if someone's like invisible in the actual edited episode that everyone sees and then like is having secret scenes it's like i'm glad we're getting this content but it doesn't mean anything for their chances as a winner right it's like millennial niche uh isn't that one of the secret (laughs) scenes with her talking about the dragons yes that i've been talking we've been talking about millennial niche like in most episodes of this <laughs> podcast and i just talked about her offline with uh maybe matt gagan uh, yeah. her she's shadow seen... flies over us like a dragon over king's landing exactly <laughs> yes uh, so yeah any other concluding thoughts edgically or otherwise what are we looking forward to, I guess, just as in as a whole going forward this season? Like, not even just next episode, but in general. I'm ready for the merge. I love the swap, <laughs> uh, and I don't think it'll last very long. But I, I, I like having anyone able to be in a scene with anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this would have been a good scene, or this would have been a good season to try out um, One World, Everyone mm-hmm. is One Tribe. Like... And then either, like, random or, like, having, I guess, individual immunity and, like, only certain groups go to tribal or something. Like, I think this would have been the season to try that just so we could get everyone interacting at once. But Yeah, I would much rather have, like, rotating tribes all on the same beach than Edge of Extinction and Fire Tokens. But we get what we get. Right. (laughs) And it's still been enjoyable regardless, which speaks to the strength of this cast, like... If anything, no matter what happens going forward, like, this has been a, like, this season has been worth it, I think. Like, it has proven it's worth pretty quickly. Yeah. Which is exciting. Total knock out of the park every week. Yes. Let's just hope it's not a, um, uh, Island of the Idols situation where I have to stop watching halfway through. (laughs) Because it's just trouble. (laughs) I do not have a good stand-in for a co-host, so please don't do that. <laughs> it's just gonna be me complaining each week about oh I read this happened this week I hate that the podcast becomes me relaying what happened to you on and the episode <laughs> that could be fun <laughs> what are your <laughs> I hate it <laughs> um yeah Sammy any did uh anything you're looking forward to um any wild predictions any <laughs> um, um, I, who's getting medevaced who's getting idled out <laughs> who's oh, finding hopefully out? no one no one gets medevaced yeah i thought that's weird um, they kind of set that up last week but it didn't really happen this yeah. week. yeah and only people i don't like get idled out and yeah because <laughs> I, I don't root for people to get hurt um right. it's not fun yeah from a moral standpoint right. um Oh. No people falling from ladders, please. We don't want that. Uh, no. No, no stupidity. In yes. term, only stupidity in terms of gameplay. And yeah. Yeah, we don't want any. That's my thing. Ever since like Game Changers, I'm just like, please don't let Survivor be in the news again. Like, let's just be normal people on the island. Yeah. Like, hey, they almost oh made it through five seasons. Yeah. God. Oh. Oh. Right. <sighs> messiness but it's good to love survivor again for now yeah. so 
That's good. Um, let's, let's replug uh, yes. one last time at the end of the show. Sammy, where are people finding you? I'm places at Sammy Kappa. Yes. Yeah. Please follow her. Like like we've said, she is an amazing illustrator. Please hire her to do whatever. Like pay her money. All of that. She's amazing. Queen of art. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she has the Josh Wiggler stamp of approval. Even like hello. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm Rain Derricks, as I said on Twitter. Um, I have an awful Instagram, so <laughs> that'll be the maybe someday. I'm starting to think <laughs> someday I'll have a good Instagram. I swear. Yeah, I mean, as long it's it. What did we just talk about? I don't know. But every week you you'll come in here. You'll remi- you'll have to be reminded. You're faced with the confrontation of never having anything on your Instagram. So eventually, you, it's an affirmation, it's a meditation, and you'll yes. eventually start posting. It's like Dr. Phil says, and I always make fun of it, uh, today is a changing day in your life. <laughs> today is a changing day in your life. I'm like bad, but <laughs> what's that girl's name? Bad baby? Bad, bad baby. Yeah. Oh, I'm that. <laughs> I believe so. Uh, and I'm at Sam Stanish everywhere. Uh, and I do good content anywhere on you all want. Of those platforms, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sammy, are you watching RuPaul's Drag Race? This oh, week? yeah. We haven't even talked about that yet. You are. Yeah. How are you it? feeling? Yeah. Post edgic Drag Race segment. Yeah, let's talk about Drag Race. Why not? Um, I'm in. Well, well, well. Po- up in a post redacted world yeah um, um yeah, i like the first group of queens a lot right love it all sucks of them. That, that happened like it sucks that she did that i guess like sherry pie is who we're talking about obviously it sucks that people were victim like she did that to people but also sucks that it kind of has like put this season on a sour note already even though last week was so fun yeah. and this episode yeah. was good too yeah it was even though it, it was hard to enjoy with her being a pretty frequent confessionalist. Yeah, Ooh. it sucks. But I guess let's talk about the queens we do really love. <laughs> yeah, like Widow, Heidi, Jada, Rock. I love yes, Rock is yes. awesome. I'm so fun. Did you guys know any of them going into the season? I had seen. I and I forgot about this, but Jan Sport performed at the Alaska Kim Petra show I oh. went to. And oh. she, I like her too. Jan is great, uh, and and she did. She has like an acapella drag group, I think, or maybe they're just a singing group. <laughs> oh my they, god, yeah, she's a great singer. I was like so shocked at the episode when she just like threw that out there. <laughs> so good. And I just I watched the music video she did of that new Dua Lipa song, and it was very good too. Uh, but she and her group did like an acapella version of Hillside Boys, and it ooh, was ooh, so ooh. good. <laughs> a great song. <sighs> That's awesome. And I had heard of Brita Filter before, but that is it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really know any. I think, like, Rakim Sakura seems, like, familiar to me. I think I just, like, seen her around because she's, like, a cool person with cool, interesting drag. But um, as usual, I don't, like, really follow the Insta- like Instagram queens that much. So yeah. it's always fun. Like, they feel like a surprise every time. Especially, 
I love what the pageant queens, like they have the biggest surprise to me because I feel like a lot of them like don't have huge social media presences before they go on Drag Race. So yeah, that's why I love seeing like the Jada Essence Halls like show up or like the Heidi's who are like small town queens. Mm-hmm. And, and then they end up being great television. <laughs> but yeah, so Drag Race also very fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm about it. I think it'll be good, and I, yeah. it, it, I'm, I, cause like every time Sherry Pie wasn't there, I was like thrilled. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was, I was like, this is a great episode. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, I feel like I did a good job of just straight up just ignoring every time she like had a confessional. I just like my brain was willing to turn off for those however many seconds and look at my phone or something. So yeah. Good. That's tough. So uh, is that it? No parting thoughts. I don't have anything else to say. Thank you so much for joining us, Sammy. This was awesome. Yeah. We, you're like one of the first people we thought of when we were like, who we should have people on our show. So thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. I've never like, done this before, so I was like, oh my God. Well, I hope we that's okay. Yeah. You never would have known. You did an awesome job. <laughs> <laughs> and also she has a shikamaru uh skype icon which just makes her even more amazing than you would have thought so the the unknown fourth member of this panel yes shikamaru probably getting a shikamaru tattoo i i don't think i want to do one of the manga panels with him like smoking oh (laughs) my god that's i'm already so obsessed i love that yeah i'm excited to see that (laughs) me too Uh, yes uh, alrighty, well, I guess I'll just say later. See you guys next week. Bye! Bye!